When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. the pff nfl daily it's time for our instant reaction to week 11 in the nfl so let's get right to it sam uh among the one o'clock surprises i mean the the jets patriots game being three and three to three at the end maybe not a surprise but an 84 yard punt return to win it for the patriots that's one of them and of course the four o'clock game the dallas cowboys absolutely demoralizing the minnesota vikings dominant effort what stood out to you here so far in uh, week 11 Yeah, I think that Dallas game and the New York Giants game. So the Giants and the Vikings were those two NFC teams that had very good records that we were saying maybe weren't quite worth the record over the course of the year, but they kept winning. They kept stacking up W's and it became more and more difficult to argue against them as, you know, real contending teams in the NFC. Well, Dallas absolutely stomped the Minnesota Vikings this week, Uh, a record away victory for Dallas and an almost a record home defeat for Minnesota, and this leaves the Vikings now 8-2, and two, but with a negative points differential on the season. Like, that kind of was exactly what people were talking about. Now, look, Christian Darasaw going out of the game again uh, with a concussion after being in the protocol all week. A, that raises some questions to be answered this week, but B, was a big loss for Minnesota as well. So it isn't just, I think, a fully healthy Vikings team, but that result for both those teams, I think, was a bit of a reality check. Yeah, so the, the Minnesota one in particular, that's going to really uh, make the analysis that much more difficult, right? Not that uh, the, the point differential is that bad, essentially, because they got smoked by the Cowboys and by the Eagles, right? Those are their two games. That's what's leading to that negative point differential. But um, I think on one hand, it showed, hey, Minnesota, they could be vulnerable. That was just a mess. But from Dallas's standpoint, we saw that at times last year when they put it all together the offense, the explosive plays on offense, and then the relentless pass rush, the plays that they can make on the back end and coverage, they have that potential, right? I mean, that's why people liked Dallas at points last year to say, hey, this could be that team that gets hot and makes the Super Bowl run. Of course, you got to do it for three or four games at a time, but I think the Cowboys continue to show that their high end is special. They have all the pieces in place uh, to be good in in every facet of play. Um, You mentioned the Giants game. Pretty much from the get-go, they were behind. Uh, they they fall to only seven and three, so you know they're still sitting in a good spot. But you got the upstart Lions, third straight win, and an impressive one for them, winning again in all phases, uh, turnovers, earning those interceptions against Daniel Jones. So the Lions, you know, this this is one of those games. If you told me this would be the game, the the score back in week three, I'd say yeah, that makes sense. It's it feels like more of an upset now after we saw the Giants put all those wins together, though, like you said. Yeah, but again, it was one of those kind of games that felt like it had been coming for a while for the Giants, but they kept managing to avoid it. Um, And all of a sudden, the NFC East is kind of condensing. I know Philadelphia got at it this weekend with a win just against the Indianapolis Colts, so they're still 9-1, and but Washington got a win as well. Taylor Heineke officially the starting quarterback going forward. Um, Ron Rivera was saying after the game, because he's winning, like (laughs) they get another win this week, and all of a sudden, Washington is... 
six and five and closing on the New York Giants and, you know, Dallas with their win as well. So that whole entire division looks like it's going to keep kind of stacking up these wins and, and maybe uh, getting everybody involved. How do you look at that Eagles win? 17-16, they make the fourth quarter comeback against the Colts. It felt like they were just kind of sleepwalking through the game. It's, and, you know, coming off the Monday night beatdown against Washington, you know, it felt like, hey, maybe the Eagles aren't as good. We got to use the same analysis that we're using against the Vikings and the Giants. If it's not impressive, we got to say, hey, use it against them. At the same time, the Eagles found a way to come back and, and get to 9-1 and, and and hold on to that number one seed so far in the NFC. Do you lose, uh, lose any luster right now in uh, Philadelphia or after these last couple of weeks? Yeah, I mean, it definitely wasn't an impressive win. Obviously, getting the win in the first place is significant for them and, and being able to pull it out of the fire, but they didn't look right in this game at all. Like, they, nothing was sort of functioning for them. The whole offense wasn't really working. Um, A.J. Brown had a couple of nice plays, but generally, this was not the Eagles offense that we've been accustomed to seeing all the way through the season. I think their defense held up its end of the bargain. Like, that part was fine, um, but the offense just wasn't cooking the way it was earlier. And we talked before about the loss of Dallas Goddard potentially being a significant blow to this offense because it was going to necessitate some changes. They were going to need to figure out where to go with the ball if you can't go to um, A.J. Brown or if you can't go to Devontae Smith, who's going to be that third option. And on this evidence, like that dynamic is still in flux. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check it out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. You go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code PFF. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 of free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code PFF. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, let's talk a little AFC East here. The Buffalo Bills took care of business in the Dome in Detroit on the moved game, took care of the business against the Browns. But the story in that division was that Patriots win. It's 3-3. Three to three late in the game, ugly offense. I want to say from both teams, the Patriots at least moved the ball, but the Jets kept third down stops, third down sacks. Yeah, The Jets could not move the ball whatsoever. So it's three to three. It's ugly. Jets punt and uh, Marcus Jones with the incredible 84-yard punt return to win it for the Patriots with five seconds left in the fourth. Marcus Jones. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, incredible punt return for him the, the first punt return touchdown in the nfl this season and it, it wins a game essentially wow. i think there were a couple of seconds left on the clock by the time he finally crossed over for the score but effectively was a, almost a walk-off win for the patriots yeah it, it was bad offense from both teams it felt like the patriots one in particular was more sort of good defense limiting what they could do and keeping a lid on their offense whereas the jets was bad offense in addition to uh, good New England defense. I mean, last time they played, the disastrous performance from Mac Jones was kind of hidden by the disastrous performance of Zach Wilson. This week, it wasn't as disastrous for Mac Jones. He played okay. He didn't look great or anything, but like this time, the focus should absolutely be on Zach Wilson and it's not hiding anything. Like he's just, the, the story is, again, how bad he was against this Patriots defense. 
like some of the other young quarterbacks, you're always looking for that glimmer of hope. And, and for Jets fans, it felt like a couple of weeks ago, hey, it's Zach Wilson. It's against the Bills. He makes two or three key plays in crunch time, right? And wasn't enough to carry over coming out of the bye. So uh, both teams now six and four. Jets go from second place in the AFC East all the way to last for whatever that's worth. But all the teams still have winning records in that division. Um, other notable action, you've got the, the, the Raiders in the four o'clock hour with a walk-off touchdown. De, uh, Derek Carr to Devontae Adams. Um, I was about to actually send you that message, Sam. I said, Carr likes to go for the score. He likes to go for that walk-off touchdown, and he did it. Um, so whatever that's worth, too, the Raiders 3-7, and seven, the Broncos 3-7 and seven in a game that you know, beginning in the season looked like it was going to be more important than it was. And it looked like a total kind of breakdown in coverage from Patrick Sertan. And it, the first time, including his college career, that I've ever seen him completely bite on the first move uh, in a route and be left completely listless by the second move. Like whatever he was expecting from Devonte Adams was not what Devonte Adams was running. And he wound up in no man's land in the middle of the field where Devonte Adams was off there with nobody anywhere near him for the touchdown. That, I mean, Patrick Sertan, if there's one sort of defining quality of his coverage is that he never does that. It's literally, I think the first time I've ever seen him make a play like that. Tough one for the Broncos there. The other uh, notable news, we have Justin Fields, a tough loss for the Bears, 27-24 against the Falcons. But the story coming out of that might be Justin Fields. His injury looks like a left shoulder. You know, late in the game, he was banged up, was still trying to run the ball in their comeback attempt. But, uh, you know, game ended on an interception for the uh, for the Falcons. So the Falcons uh, moved to five and six. But again, Fields, who's been pretty much the most electric player in the NFL these last few weeks, certainly don't want to see any injuries for him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Bears, they, this was a fun game, as we said it would be coming into it, like uh, one of the better games of the, the weekend based off the, the two teams being neck and neck the whole way with some exciting plays there. But if Justin Fields comes out of it with any kind of significant injury, that obviously is, is a disaster for Chicago. Uh, one other notable division, AFC North, Baltimore Ravens uh, beat the Carolina Panthers just 13 to three. Speaking of unimpressive wins for a team like the Ravens, but they moved to seven and three and the Bengals moved to six and four as they beat Pittsburgh Steelers 37 to 30. I think the story on that one, Bengals offense looking good once again without Jamar Chase. I think they're they're, they're finding some answers, even if it is a guy like Samaj P. Ryan finding the end zone three times in the past game. Yeah, there were a couple of like big scores this weekend, but then there were a lot of teams that are in good positions for a sort of playoff seating that just eked out a win, that just got over the finish line. Carolina gave the, the Baltimore Ravens some problems, and then Baltimore pulled away late. The, the Bengals, again, same thing. They managed to pull away late. And then Philadelphia, that we already talked about, just about got over the line against Indianapolis. So some teams that needed a win any way, shape, or form managed to get over that line and We'll hopefully just sort of chalk it up to a, a not great performance, but the, the the win is the most important thing. All right, you guys know the drill. Tune in to the big show, the PFF NFL podcast, first thing Monday morning, 7 a.m. on YouTube. We will recap everything week 11 in the NFL. But for now, it's our instant reactions here on the PFF NFL Daily.